Hello, and welcome to The Artist Pivot, a weekly conversation with artists about their current pivot, past pivots, and every pivot in between. I am your host, Ayana Major Bay, an actress who wants to educate, empower, and celebrate artists so they have no option but to thrive. On this episode, I am joined by singer and actress Yvette Monique Clark. She was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, and started her career a little later in life. She was the mother of a nine-year-old son when she decided to change her life. With no formal training, some talent, faith, and determination, she set out to follow her dreams. After many survival jobs, singing in clubs around Manhattan, and dabbling in a couple of gospel plays, a little birdie told her about an audition for the non-equity tour of Hairspray. She booked it, and shall we say the rest is history. She has been fortunate to have worked in film and television, on stages regionally, nationally, and internationally. Some of her most notable stage shows are Gun and Powder, Ain't Misbehavin', Smokey Joe's Cafe, The Wiz, Hairspray, and Orange is the New Black. We discuss how her biggest pivot was making the decision to become an artist, how her cabaret diva of the demic is helping her hold on to her passion in this time, and that true change will come to our industry when representation is across the board, not just on stage or in front of the camera, but in technical crews too. Here's our conversation. Miss Yvette Monique Clark is on the microphone, y'all. <laughs> Hi, Yvette. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Oh, oh, I, I miss your laugh so much. <laughs> Everybody says that my laugh gets me in trouble all the time. It does. You always know when Yvette's in the room. That's right. You're like, ooh, Yvette's here. Yes. <laughs> but I get to hear it right now. So I'm blessed. My heart is happy that I get to hear your your laugh and your voice over the microphone. Well, thank you. Thank you. So how have you been doing? What have you been up to? Well, um, like everybody else, just trying to survive, just trying to figure it out, trying to mm-hmm. create, still trying to think. I let my mind turn to mush and keep my head under the covers. You know, mm-hmm. just every day is every day is a day. Every day is a day. Right. Right. Understood. There are times that I was just like, I'm going to bury my head in the sand like an ostrich and somebody come tap me on the shoulder when it's over. Right. Right. That part. That part. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) But we can't we can't do that. No. Um, I know that you work at a piano bar that went virtual kind of immediately. Right. Once the pandemic hit. Yes. I am my survival job is Marie's Crisis Cafe. I'm a singing server. And my last shift was actually the night that they decided to close all the bars down. And so the very next day, my coworkers and I had an emergency Zoom meeting and um, decided we were going to go virtual. And so we were the first to do it, I guess, as a group, as a bar um, to do it. And we've been going for almost seven months now. Wow. And we recently took a three-week hiatus, and we're coming back to Marie's group, without the apostrophe, um, for season two. And so Mm -hmm. we're coming back with new stuff, new ideas, um, to keep it fresh, because we had no idea we'd be going so long. Um, Nobody knew we'd be out of this, you know, in this situation for such a long time. So we decided to take a little breather. And um, come back to everybody and do what we do, which is bring show tunes to the people. Right. So you guys didn't even bat an eye. Immediately you were like, okay, 
How do we shift? How do we pivot? How do we bring this online? Immediately. <laughs> that, that same the afternoon before the first person shift. We usually start around uh, 5, 30, 6 o'clock in the bar. So mm-hmm. we came up with the time slots. Um, uh, everybody kept their same shift. The, p- the piano players go live stream. The singers put up videos in between for the, the um, piano players' breaks um, and tried to keep it as, as close to our format at the bar as possible on the internet. So 5 o'clock, our first stream went up, and we've been going ever since. Wow. Mm-hmm. Teamwork makes the dream work, as they doesn't would say. It, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it really does. It really does. Yeah. But also, I know you have a little team yourself. I know that you started a little cabaret, if you will, called, I got to do a hair flip. Hold on. Hair flip. <laughs> Diva of the Demic <laughs> is something you started, Miss Yvette Monique Clark. And I want yes. you to give me the lowdown on that. Okay. Okay. Um. I put my toe in the water of the cabaret, cabaret world last year. Mm-hmm. Um, today is actually the first year anniversary of my first New York City cabaret. <gasps> yes, um, congrats. Yeah, thank you. I did it twice in New York to two sold-out audiences at the duplex. It was called Let's Give Them Something to Talk About. Mm-hmm. And so as I sat in my house learning all these new show tunes and craving to do something creative, I thought to myself, maybe I should do a virtual cabaret. So I got a set of songs together and I was trying to come up with a name. I needed something that had alliteration, something that people would remember, make them laugh, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And so I came up with all kinds of crazy names that I don't even remember at this point. And I was like, Diva of the Demic, that sounds kind of cool. And so that it, it snowballed into that and backdrops and lighting and sound, all kinds of crazy things. I actually produced my first virtual cabaret. Um, Fortunately, I have the space in my house to do that. So yeah, I decided to channel my energy and my, and my talent into a virtual cabaret. And it it had a pretty good uh, reception for the first time out the box. I'm really proud of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As you should be. Cause y'all, I saw that cabaret. (laughs) And Miss Clark, ooh, Miss Clark, <laughs> y'all already know I'm obsessed with this woman and her voice, and so to see her on this virtual screen, yes, with the backdrops. I'm not gonna reveal what you did, but y'all, she had multiple backdrops. She had costume changes. Like, yes, you are truly the diva of the demic. Okay, <laughs> that name and title are so fitting. <laughs> thank you thank you very much <laughs> they really are and so question do you think you would have done this if COVID didn't shut down like our industry like did you have plans to do another cabaret this year or this came out of the need to go you know what I've done cabarets before now how do I move it online or was a cabaret already planned for this year um I had no plans for a cabaret this year because I had um, some projects that were going to be coming up. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't my intention to create another cabaret at all um, at this particular moment. But since everything else was closed down and and postponed or canceled or what have you, it kind of forced me to um, take on this project. And because I'm I'm an extra person, and what I mean by extra, 
I'm always adding and adding and adding and adding. Um, Mm -hmm. The first cabaret was like, why am I doing all of this? Because it's who I am. And so the second one is probably going to be even worse. And by worse, I mean better. But (laughs) 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 because I'm just that extra. But no, it wasn't on my radar to do another cabaret at all. Not at all. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So the quarantine really did bring through the diva of the demic. Yes. Yes. This is totally the fault of the pandemic. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> pandemic. This is the one thing I thank you for is the diva of the demic. <laughs> is there a time before this that you have had to pivot, you know, and reevaluate the situation you were in, whether it was personal or you know, particularly in your career, was there a time that you were like, yeah, I have to pivot now and do something or else this is not going to turn out well? Yeah. Um, actually, how I got started performing was a pivot in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not groomed to be a performer coming up. Um, and I had a child at 24. And so I'm a mom. I'm working, doing X, Y, and Z. And I remember exactly. Um, I was 33 years old. I'm proud to say that I'm 50 and I am fabulous. Yes. And, yes. <laughs> and um, I was in my living room and I was going through these emotional trials and tribulations because I knew I wasn't in the place I wanted to be in my life. And my mother asked me, what do you want to do? And I said, Ma, I just want to sing. Right. And mm-hmm. she was just like, well, let's give it a shot. And I jumped in with both feet. And here I am today. And that was a definite pivot in my life. I went from corporate, the corporate world to being a performer in like a day. And so (laughs) then I had to learn all of the things that it took to be a performer. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that was, that was the biggest pivot for me in my life was becoming a performer. Right. And had you always wanted to become a performer, like when you were little and you just kind of put it aside or was this... A new discovery. Well, like in school, I'm an I was an award-winning storyteller. I mm-hmm. was the lead in all the plays. Um, I knew that I enjoyed it, right? But you know, parents have a different path for you sometimes, mm-hmm. and want you to be something more "quote unquote" sensible. Mm-hmm. And so I did what I was told, so to speak, and um, which never felt comfortable for me, and. When I just wanted to sing, I didn't know it would take me into all of the places it's taken me into. Um, I've done some Shakespeare now. I've done straight plays. Um, So it's expanded past my ultimate dream to just sing something. Um, And yeah, that's pretty much pretty much it. I think I answered your question. You did. You did answer my question. (laughs) Yes, that was the answer to the question. Right. So you took a big pivot into the performing industry Mm -hmm. and it has served you and everybody else who gets to experience your presence well. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And so what do you miss about the industry? You know, I know we're all kind of, well, some of us are still quarantining like we should be. Right. What what do you miss? I miss everything. Mm Mm-hmm. I miss my wardrobe, hair, sound, lights, um, because I have to do 
everything myself now, mm-hmm. um, including the editing and the, and the filming and all of those things. So I just want to say, if there is one artist out there who doesn't have the utmost respect for the folks that make us look good on stage, shame on you. Shame mm. on you because all you have to do is stand on that stage and everybody else around you makes it work. And so, yes, please respect all your tech. That's what I'm saying right now. For 2020, respect your tech. That's, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. That's a new t-shirt event. Yes, respect 2020, your tech. Respect your tech. <laughs> or just respect your tech. Yes, respect your tech. Right. Yes. Yes. Which Ooh. I always have. Yes, me too. Me too. But you know some, you know, some mm-hmm. people don't. Mm-hmm. You know, they are part of, they are just as big a part of the magic as we are. So just maintain that. Just right. maintain that thought. Yeah. Well, sometimes I think even a bigger part of the magic, like yeah. all we really have to do is, you know, of course, once we go through rehearsal, all right. we have to do is show up. Yes. Yes. And not to say, not to negate how, how difficult our work can be sometimes. Exactly. But it ultimately, yeah, we're just, we're, we're on the rung of a ladder, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. every everybody is a step up to the top of that. Mm-hmm. And so don't forget that there are so many other people involved in your process. And it's just yes. that simple. Yes, that it simple. is. It, it really is. Yep. It is. So all my techs out there, shout out to y'all. Shout out IIT. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. So I have another question for you then. Do you think the skills that you've been learning during this quarantine you would have ever learned in terms of like the video editing and the sound and lighting and all of these things? Do you think you would have intentionally go, okay, I probably should learn some of this or it's because of the quarantine, right? (laughs) Heck no. I have learned to green screen on iMovie. I have learned how to overlay I have learned, I created my own website. Um, No, I would not have done any of these things. It's insane how much I've taught myself how to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, E-commerce on a website. I mean, it's insane. And I'm just super excited about all of the information that I've learned. My head is so full of information. It is crazy. But yeah, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Right. It is a blessing. Right. It is. It is a blessing to go, oh, all of these things that I am learning. And like you said, it's going to make me appreciate my text even more than I did because I'm like, I can't wait to hand this back over to you. Yes. I'm like, please do that. (laughs) (laughs) Please do that for me. Thank you. Because I do not want to do that. So please do that for me. I appreciate you. All of you. Yes, I do. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, It's been awesome, but it's also like, what? What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so how would you say that you are keeping yourself going through this time? So I know you have the virtual um, piano bar and you have Diva of the Demic, but I know there are definitely, definitely days that you probably have this like, I'm just going to sit here on this couch and I'm not going to do anything. (laughs) So what would you say to artists who are just sitting on the couch or just even, you know, we've been in this for a while, but just starting to be like, okay, I want to create again. I, I'm feeling good enough to create again. What would be your advice to continue going in this time? Um, don't be so hard on yourself because 
you didn't start doing something possibly in the beginning mm-hmm. or you started something in the beginning and you haven't finished it because you've had all this time. This time that's been given to us is not a gift, right? It's something that's happened to us, not happened for us. And mm. so you just need to breathe and forgive yourself when you're not productive today or not productive for a week or not even productive for a month. But just try to hold on to the passion of whatever got you into this. Like for me, it's the first time I ever got on a real stage and opened my mouth. And I remember that feeling. I remember that rush. I remember my adrenaline exploding throughout my entire body. And that sometimes gets me going. It may be a number of things that get you inspired, but don't be too hard on yourself when you're not having those productive days. Just hold on to your passion and breathe. That, I mean, that's pretty much all I got for you. Well, that was beautifully said. Hold on to your passion and breathe. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It is hard right now. Yeah. Hold on to my passion. But my passion is on a stage and I can't be within six feet of people. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Hold on to my passion. <laughs> hold on. It's, it's not even about being on the stage. It's mm-hmm. about why did you start this? Mm. What inside of you made you want to be an artist, right? Even Because even before we got to hit the stage, you know, we did the free shows where we didn't make any money. You mm-hmm. know, you had to have your own wardrobe and your own everything and sell tickets. We've all been there. But it, that wasn't the reason. The reason was something in you made you want to share your gift. Mm-hmm. So that's the passion I'm talking about. I love being on stage. But why did I want to be on stage? Because I felt I had to share something. And what was that something? So hold on to that in this time. And I mean, that's pretty much all we got. Because we can't, you know, we can't do any of those things. So a lot of artists have become so creative with Zoom, you know, play readings. And um, there are other people who I've seen have done virtual cabarets. And just trying to stay, um, trying to stay focused on what you love to do. Because this is a really hard time. And everybody needs the arts, whether you're an artist or not. Everybody needs some type of some type of uh, art in your life, whether it's Netflix mm-hmm. or Broadway HD. But you need some kind of <laughs> art in your life. <laughs> and that's that's a great point, Yvette, that most people don't realize they have art in their life every day when they watch Netflix or Hulu or mm-hmm. Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. That's all art, y'all. <laughs> yes, that's all art, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So when we do come back, what do you hope the industry has learned, you know, and also in, you know, about yourself? What do you hope that you've learned? And broadly, how do you hope the industry has improved and learned from its mistakes in the past? Okay. well, the pandemic was uh, uh, compounded on by the racial injustice. Mm hmm. Uh, that we had going on simultaneously. And um, I think it called to light a lot of issues that our industry may or may not have been paying attention to prior to these current events. Um, I, I, I always have this thing that I say. It's not that I want to be seen in a room. I want to be seen as a human, as an artist, right? Um, 
It's not just about me getting an appointment to go into the room. I want you, when you sit at the table and create these things, that you don't put Caucasian as the character description straight down the list like a party line ballot. Mm -hmm. Because the world is diverse. And so some shows, of course, have to be specifically cast specific ways, right? Mm -hmm. But for the majority of shows... I don't understand why we are not even a thought in your process and why it just can't be any ethnicity, but it's always Caucasian or any ethnicity. It's like, it's the standard by which we have to go by. And that might not be intentional, but that is what has always happened. And so what I'm hoping that the industry learns with all the community activism that our artists, our bi POC artists are involved in, engaged in, and making noise with, is that we just want to be seen. You let us take care of the rest. I'm not asking you to do me a favor. I'm just simply saying, see me, and I'll take care of the rest. And that's what I hope they learn, that we're not an afterthought or no thought at all, just See, see who we are and you let us take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how I, that's how I'm hoping that they'll see us now. Just, just see us. Yeah. Right. Right. I hope that that's, makes sense. <laughs> yes, that, that did make sense. That did make sense. That's beautiful. Now with that, do you think the industry was afraid to see us before because that means they would have had less power? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. If they would have had less power, I think I know what you're trying to say, mm-hmm. but we want a podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, so- right, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if it's about less power or will we, um, will people not work as much as they have previously? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the answer to that question per se. I just know that it is systemic as is everything else. Um, it's, it's been generational. It's been since its creation. Um, but I do feel like some theaters are maybe going in the wrong direction, trying to prove how not racist they are or doing mm-hmm. things that are unnecessary. I'm like, cause that's not really what we're asking you for. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you for representation. I don't need a paragraph on what you feel that Black Lives Matter. That's great, but I need you to now put those words into action, saying that you believe that we're just as viable in this community. It's a wonderful statement to make. Now I need to see you call it to action. And that's what I'm watching for. That's what I'm watching for. Right. Yeah. Right. You're watching for the words to turn into action. Yes. Yes. And if we are, because we know we are, we know we are a viable, very viable part of this community and Mm -hmm. our stories are worth telling. So if you think that as well, then let's put more of our stories on stage. Yes. I know that there are Black playwrights out there and Black directors and who've always been there. That's the thing. They've always been there. Yes. But now it's okay. So you make the choice as the theater to put on shows that are by Black artists or artists of color and directors that are artists of color. And that's you putting your words into action. Right, right, right. 
Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't need a a, a company statement. I need. <laughs> I need to walk into a room and say, "Oh my goodness, that's a black director. Let's get it." You know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Or oh, that's a female director. Come on, let's get it. Right. Yes. I need mm-hmm. to have that happen. And even let's go even further than that. We're talking about crew as well, mm-hmm. um, technical directors, uh, carpenters, mm-hmm. uh, everybody who works for wig people, wig folks, costume folks. Oh, I'm talking about all across the board, not even just about the stage and who does the creative part as far as the acting and singing and stuff. I'm talking about everything. Mm-hmm. We need representation everywhere because I've been all over this country mm-hmm. and I can almost count on one hand how much tech I've seen as people of color. Hmm. So it's that's what I'm talking about. Equity right. everywhere, you know, and you can't say and what 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 makes me so upset sometimes is, you know what I'm saying? When they cast like in the heights and they're saying we couldn't find enough Latinx. So I was like, boo, kitty, where have you been looking? Okay. You know, like, so, so your answer to that is to whitewash it instead of not doing it at all. Mm-hmm. See, those are the things that make my skin fall off of my body. I'm like, um, I could give you five people right now. Listen, I can go through my Facebook and my Instagram and the contacts in my phone. You can cast the whole show. Uh, okay. So where are you looking? I don't understand. So there's, so right. the option is to not do it since there is such a vast catalog mm-hmm. of shows that you can do. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to do in the heights inappropriately? So mm-hmm. those are right. the questions that I ask. How about we don't do that ever again? Not yeah. never. Like <laughs> not, not never. <laughs> you know. So mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess that's right. the thing. That yeah, that is the thing. That's the thing. And when you were talking, Yvette, that brought up something that I don't even know if I've actually mentioned this to anybody. So. When you were saying, okay, you know, more than just behind the table and in front of the table, but in the tech aspect of really having people of color and, you know, the costumes and the wigs and the makeup and and stagehands and riggers and all of that. I had an experience once where I did um, I did a commercial. It was a Hershey's VH1 Christmas commercial and it was a cast of. I saw that. So cute. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was a cast of five, um, five black folks and three women and two men. And when I walked into hair and makeup and there was a black man and a black woman on hair and makeup, I said, come on. I said I had to give it like a hand clap. Like whoever did this. Thank you. Thank you for paying attention that you cast five black people. Mm hmm. And you have black hair and makeup. Yes. Thank you for that. Yes. Thank you because they know what my hair does. Yes. They know what my skin does. They actually match my foundation to my skin color. Because unfortunately, if I've had this situation Mm. where it has been a white woman or white man. And let me say this again. Not all. Not all at all. Mm -hmm. Because there are some amazing mm-hmm. hair and makeup, white hair and makeup people that I've had. So let me let me just yes. like clarify that right now. But I have also had some who didn't know how to match my foundation. Mm-hmm. I've had some who were like, oh, I'll put this in your hair. No, you're not. <laughs> or can you make your hair flatter? Can you make your mm-hmm. hair flatter to fit under the wig? No. no. I do, you know, my wig prep, I do two braids down going down like mm-hmm. two french braids no i'm no. not pin curling because my hair is too thick to pin curl 
Yeah. Like, you know, so it was for me, it was like kudos to the crew at VH1. Whoever, whoever's job was it to find hair and makeup, thank you for finding black hair and makeup <laughs> for the black cast. And also, I don't know if they did it for the day or it's always living in the bathroom, but in one of the bathrooms on set, I walked in and you know how they have that little basket of things, right? you know, hairspray and different things in a bathroom. Right. When I tell you, Yvette, they had Eco Styler Gel. No. They had Cantu. No. They had, I was like, it's a basket of black products, Yvette. Wow. Wow. I said, whoever did this, <laughs> I want to give you a hug because you understand. Oh, my heavens. Right. That's I amazing. had never experienced that. It was amazing. But it's that. It's that, like, have more diversity across the board. Yes. Yes. And you see how simple that is? You see how... You see how when I worked at a theater and they had cocoa butter on the side of the stage, I said, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, you know what this is. So, I mean, it's just, it's little things that make it feel like you're seen and that you're important in the process. You know, who knew Ken too would be so excited to see you when you went to the bathroom, right? Listen, (laughs) listen, I was like, I use these products at home. Who put this Eco Styler and Ken too in this bathroom? (laughs) Who did this? And whoever you are, thank you. you. Mm -hmm. And, and that's like, it's like, here's the thing. Everybody's like, oh, I don't want to be different. No, we are different. Praise your differences. My hair is different than yours. My skin is different than yours. I have to use cocoa butter. I I have to use Eco Styler Gel and Cantu. I need more moisture in my hair than my white counterpart. But that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And see those differences as good and get the products that you need. Like have cocoa butter on the side of the stage. Have Cantu in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. It's a learning process. For everyone mm-hmm. to learn to include us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in 2020, yeah. we're still fighting to wear our own hair. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a learning process. Yeah, we are. It it is a learning process, and I just hope I hope everybody's willing to learn. Yes, that's the thing. You have to be willing to learn. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh, Miss <laughs> Yvette Monique Clark. Hey, darling. (laughs) Y'all don't understand. My soul is so filled right now. (laughs) We worked twice together on the spray. Yes, twice together. Twice. Oh, I got Miss Motormouth Maybell on the mic. (laughs) (laughs) When you sent me your pictures that you were in the wig, I said, welcome to the club, darling. Welcome to the club. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> when I tell you, okay, so here's the thing. I've always had so much respect for all my motor mouse. Mm-hmm. So I've done hairspray six times now. Yes. You caught I'm up to me. Like, I caught, <laughs> yes, I caught up to you. Okay. I'm on your level now. I caught up to Miss Clark. <laughs> but for, first of all, when they told me I was understudying motor mouth, I was like, what? Have y'all seen me? I am 5'4 and 130 pounds. Yes. I'm understudying who? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> okay, sure. So I was like, okay, dynamite, motor mouth, understudy. And our, you know, motor mouth got sick and I had to go on. And when I tell you I donned that that blonde wig 
and Yvette, I channeled every Yvette Motormouth Clarkism I could. Okay. Yes. Yes. I yes. said, this is for Miss Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably the small smallest motor mouth there has ever been. <laughs> yes. But I sang my little heart out <laughs> in that blonde wig. <laughs> the blonde wig changes you. When you put it on, you just become something else. It, it does. just is. It's just magic. You know? It's like it's so magic. Cinderella's shoe. It's just you put it on and then it's like you're all of a sudden this this different person. Yeah. It's kind of magical to be motor mouth. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. And like I've always had respect, but singing those two songs, Big Bond and Beautiful, and I know where I've been, I'm like, oh, God bless all the motor mouths out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, they were purposely built that way because she doesn't come out that much, I guess. So they had mm-hmm. to give you something to remember her by. So right. sing your chest off and then come back again and do it again. You know? Right. Yeah. And then you and then you get the standing ovation. Yes. This is you how know? this works. This is how this works. This is how this works. You know? Listen, I'm trying to experience it that way. You know, I probably will never understudy Motormouth again because again, I'm tiny. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I had to do a split track. So I was a dynamite for the first half of the show. Oh my God. Welcome to the 60s and then during the gym scene i changed into motor mouth oh wow and came out for the end of run and tell that oh my gosh it was i was exhausted i did three shows like that i was like but is our motor mouth well well yet (laughs) tired (laughs) this is great i love it thank you lord i got to experience it it's on my resume i got the videos okay i want to hand the blonde wig back i want it to be done I want to be done, please. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Yvette, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. You're welcome, darling. You're very welcome. And before I let you go, there is something that I must say to you. And that is, I acknowledge you, I celebrate you, and I uplift you. Ooh, don't make me cry, girl. (laughs) (laughs) And I just want to say to you, that I am so proud of you for your artist pivot. And congratulations on this wonderful podcast. And I wish you the utmost success. Thank you so much, Yvette. Thank you're you welcome. so much. You know, that means the world coming from you. Thank you. Ah, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yvette, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for your wisdom, insight, and contagious laughter. It is hard, but Yvette is right. Hold on to your passion and breathe. Whatever makes you excited to get out of bed in the morning is the passion you should be holding on to, even in this time. Thank you again, Yvette, and thank you for tuning in. I'll speak to you soon.